I think that Southeastern artists really run the gamut of content and themes. If you are an artist who practices in one of these 12 states, it does not matter what your content is, what your theme is. If you are a visual artist, we we encourage you. We want to see your work so that we can see a wide range of techniques and content and themes and media. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. Could you let people know it's cool to be an artist in a place that's not New York or L.A.? Could you get a community in the rural South to buy into the celebration of art and creativity? Could you get real money to the people creating the work that we marvel at, that we put in our homes, that we collect, that we enjoy? Art Fields is answering all those questions with a big old yes. (laughs) With an annual nine-day event that rewards artists with real money and just puts on a magical celebration in a nice small town, Lake City, South Carolina. $50,000 first place cash, baby, <laughs> right into the hands of the artists. I talk about the economic investment in art a lot on this show. It's the, and this is the real deal. We got Cal Coleman on the show today. He's the fine arts manager at Art Fields. He's spreading the word about the ins and outs of this amazing art competition. And we talk about the nuts and bolts stuff. I mean, submitting to the show, artist panels, the vendors, the the layout, the parking, all that little stuff that we always worried about. But we also get into the impact of an event like this, where suddenly in rural South Carolina, you get to see and enjoy a world class art experience. I think that's life changing. I think that's transformative. And I want to make sure I get this competition on your radar because you got to enter it, get some of that money and send some to your boy. <laughs> yes, let them know. It's the noise, baby. It's Studio Noise, the voice of black art. This is part two of our series on artists and institutions. Last week, we had Fahamu Piku and Stephanie Fleming talking about Adama, a new innovative museum concept right here in Atlanta. I know y'all like that one. I liked it. I thought it was a pretty damn good episode. (laughs) Matter of fact, if I don't say so myself. Uh, This week, we got the Art Fields Competition, awarding over $150,000 to artists and, and just supporting artists and putting that message out there. I think it's a great thing. And next week, we're going over to the Spelman Museum of Fine Art and talking to Dr. Liz Andrews about exploring art institutions with long storied histories at a place at a fantastic HBCU like Spelman. Uh, great stuff, yo. To each, each phase, just talking about how artists and these institutions work to promote each other and support each other. I think that's a wonderful thing to do. So I hope you enjoy this little series. Uh, highlight your boy on social media at Studio Noise Podcast. Check out the website, www.studionoisepodcast.com. Let me know your thoughts on this little series. Tell me if you like it. Tell me if you appreciate it. Tell me if you got questions. We might do some follow-ups or something with somebody, with some of these people. You know, that seemed seemed like a good episode to have. Tell me your thoughts. I appreciate it. All the contact we've been having. A lot of uh, uptick in in engagement a little bit. Now, not that, you know, your boy ain't tracking it. (laughs) I know raw numbers. I just feel like I'm talking to more and more people that have listened to the podcast. And I really enjoy uh, getting your feedback. I want to make sure I give it to us. 
I mean, if you notice all my questions that I ask, it's always tell us about this. Tell us about that. I want I want the answers for myself. I'm having the conversations, but I'm giving it to you. All of this is for you to listen to it. Just just I don't care about the numbers. I just know right now it's just me and you having these world class art conversations. It can't be no better than that, baby. We talk about black stuff. We talk about art stuff. I mean, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you know, I'm all about that. But I want to make sure that you're out there, that you keep grinding, that this keeps you inspired. I want to make sure we keep getting better and give you exactly what you need. So I uh, appreciate any feedback you give me. If you really like what you hear, go on and join the Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Every little bit keeps this archive of the best in black contemporary art going. Again, the link is in the show notes. So I appreciate any little bit that you give. The By Way of Harlem exhibition is on display right now at the Black Art America Gallery. That's 1802 Connolly Drive, East Point, GA. Now through December 24th, we got Elizabeth Catlett, Faith Ringo, Louis Dell's art, all kinds of good stuff over there. A lot of work that you can add to your collection, start a collection, give a special gift to somebody. The gift of art is always tremendous, phenomenal. Always support the fam over at Black Art America. Check them out, www.blackartamerica.com. And right now, if you got two friends that could use $50,000 or 25, they can get second place, get 25. Oh, man, shoot, you get the people's choice. Get you 12 Gs, baby. <laughs> 12 stacks. Are you kidding me? Go ahead and tell them. Come listen to the noise, baby. I'm putting you up on game with this one. We got Cal Coleman with Art Fields right here. It's the noise, baby. Yes. My name is Stephanie Fleming, Interim Village Chief of Adama. You're listening to Studio Noise. Yes, it's your boy Jay Barber back with you. More Studio Noise. Got a special guest for us today coming all the way from Lake City, South Carolina. Fine Arts Manager for Art Fields, Kyle Coleman, yes. right here on the podcast <laughs> with me. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well, man. Good to talk to you. Nah, good to talk to you too, yo. So Art Fields, uh, most people may not know about Art Fields. That's why we're getting you on the podcast, man, letting everybody <laughs> know about about the good stuff you got going on out there. I want y'all to check it out. Artfieldsc.org on Beyonce's internet. <laughs> and we got at Artfieldsc on Instagram. Make sure y'all check it out. We're going to talk all about it. Kyle, tell us about Art Fields, man, because uh, what I know about it is the big art competition that you got out in South Carolina, Lake City, South Carolina, like we mentioned, and over $145,000 worth of cash prizes given out, man. Uh, it's so exciting to see some of the art. When you go to the website, you can see all the past winners and some of the artwork included. And it really is a, a real world-class art competition, not just because of the prizes, but the level of the work that people see. So tell us all about it, man. Introduce us to the art fields. Okay, I will. Um, so... Uh, we are based in Lake City, South Carolina. We are about an hour and a half from Columbia, um, an hour or so from uh, Charleston, and about the same distance from uh, Myrtle Beach. Uh, we are in Florence County, and uh, we uh, here in Lake City, just like other uh, similar rural um, communities, we were based um, particularly in agriculture for years and years and years. Uh, Lake City was known for 
tobacco and soybeans um, and other agricultural products. But when uh, the agribusiness um, started to go away, so did the lifeblood of our town. And uh, one of our um, homegrown residents, uh, Ms. Darla Moore, came home, uh, saw kind of the state of things and wanted to find a way to uh, reinvigorate um, Lake City, the economy, the people who live here, the entire community. So Artfields was deliberately planted here to help switch us from an agricultural-based economy to an arts and culture economy. And 10 years in, we're approaching uh, year 11 uh, rapidly. Uh, we think we've been pretty successful at that. Um, Artfields is a annual visual arts competition and celebration of Southeastern artists. Uh, we pull submissions from South Carolina and 11 other Southeastern states. And uh, we are actually in the middle of our selection process right now. Um, and we will be determining the artwork and the artists that we extend an invitation to for them to bring their artwork um, the last full week in April next year. Um, and that is what Artfields is. Yo, this sounds amazing, man. And I don't know what people know about, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what people know about South Carolina, but I always call South Carolina like a drive through state. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> when you on your way to somewhere, you drive through South Carolina. And honestly, and be honest with you, there's not a lot of places to stop in South Carolina that unless you dare just to hang out and chill and relax, be in a, a Airbnb somewhere and just get away from everything. And so how did you how does it end up in this town, Lake City in particular? How does it end up to have the focus to be an arts and culture based thing? Like that had to be like very like left field, like like, like nobody <laughs> is sitting around, you know what I'm saying, with the beans and all that stuff out there and thinking, yo, you know what we need out here? Art. That's what we need. Indeed. Well, I, I am going to very respectfully push back a little bit. We are, we are not completely a drive through state, <laughs> but I will say to your point though, uh, one of the, the things that went behind the thinking of having it in Lake city is because like I mentioned earlier, we are kind of on the way to, we're on the way to Charleston. We're right. on the way there to, you go. We're on the way to Columbia. <laughs> and part of the thinking was <clears throat> instead of just driving through Lake city, we're giving um, the entire community many reasons to slow down and stop and pull over and say, hey, you know what? There is a lot here in this little town that I didn't necessarily expect. Um, I think to to answer the question on why and how it came about, it really is about that vision um, to say that, you know, this community does have a lot to offer um, to everyone, not just its residents, but people who are coming through, people who are looking for um, arts and culture events uh, for this sense of community. Um, Lake City is a destination now. <laughs> I see. I see. Guy, I can't help but think about, I'm from Littleton, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think about, about what the people are like in small town, rural South. And mm -hmm. I had to think, this had to be a very weird sell. <laughs> <laughs> to have to have people participate in this thing because it's not it's not a normal thing man well you know we love appreciate it man but you know we keep 100 on the podcast 
It, oh yeah. It is not like the first thing on your mind, like trying to <laughs> trying to get people that, you know, just you might have a restaurant or something like that in this small mm-hmm. town. And now mm-hmm. you're gonna host some an art competition for a week. Like it's like <laughs> what was do you have any get any idea or the sense of have the other people that have been participating for a long time told Absolutely. you any like reservations they had about it or how they felt like when it was introduced? Cause now, I mean, y'all been doing it 10 years. Everybody's kind of seized the investment and what it can bring mm-hmm. and kind of bought in. But do you, mm-hmm. do you get a sense of like what those initial like talks were like? Oh yeah. Like you said, we, we keep it a hundred. So, um, and in fact, several artists um, from around the Southeast, they've come, they are from similar uh, communities and say, oh my gosh, I would love to have this in my community. Um, there was an artist last year who was in uh, that upper part of Tennessee where it's bordering North Carolina and she's sharing how, man, this would be a wonderful thing, but I don't know how we could get the buy-in yeah. in my community. And I assure everyone that, yes, we are riding high off celebrating 10 years and still going strong, but we are also quick to remind folk that 10 years ago, there was a lot. You know, these um, venues own, venue owners and businesses, and they said, so you want to show what? In my shop, <laughs> and you, you're gonna do what across the town? Um, I'm not sure that I get it. And even even now, um, as we were traveling, um, which is why we met, um, and during the uh, submission uh, period, we like to travel to a lot of the states um, that can participate, and there is a look of so. You want us to enter our artwork and <laughs> we'll have to take it where exactly? In South Carolina. And potentially I might win $50,000. And we say, yes, this is all true. And we assure you it is not a scam. I, I can understand. <laughs> why you'd be like, what? I, I'm, I'm certain that sometimes we get calls. Um, and we answer Lake City Art Fields Collective. And part of that is probably just verification that we actually exist. That it's not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a foreign prince asking for <laughs> a donation. Yeah. Like I'm going to send you a check for 55000 Right. You deposit it. And then you send exactly. Me. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and then you get your return. Um, I will say also um, what we've discovered. So some of those same venues who 10 years ago didn't quite get the picture of it or were a little bit doubtful like you know i you know i i, I trust y'all you know y'all y'all are here in lake city we, we see that you're doing what you're doing for lake city but not quite sure yeah. until i see it and now um i call them uh my veteran venues um we have several venues who have participated every year since year one um, and they are seasoned now. They are the ones. So when they come in uh, to look at the artwork, they have uh, one. I've seen their taste change mm-hmm. a little bit over over the years yeah. where first, OK, I'm probably going to uh, gravitate to beautiful landscapes and portraits. And 10 years in now, it's like, let's look at this contemporary abstract work. This will mm. be really good in my space. And they've become miniature curators of their own. Space. I, I have learned 
uh, not to doubt. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is absolutely going to work in my space. It's going to be beautiful. And they have proven uh, themselves correct year after year. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome, man. That's such a great story right there, man. When we talk about artists in entering these contests, like the main thing Mm -hmm. we're always looking for, like what's the prize? Like y'all are awarding over $145,000 worth of cash Mm -hmm. prizes. $50,000 $50,000 for the grand prize, $25,000 yes. for second place award. Now this is mm-hmm. a, a, a ton of money. Like this, this is, this is, this is good money right here. Like you want to, yes. you know, you want to enter something. You will definitely want to have the odds be in your favor on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how did, how um, has this pot grown like over the years? Because I, I have to assume like 10 years ago, you didn't start off giving, you know, dropping 50 bands on people. Yes, we yes we did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. That um that that uh those uh grant the grand prize in the second place. I think in the first two or three years they had different titles, but those top two have been consistent wow. from the beginning. That's um, amazing. We um we advertise, and it is our actual hope that um we are changing the lives of practicing artists that you know we want it to be substantial enough that they can say yes i am an art fields winner Um, my work is part of the art fields collection and my life my professional trajectory is changed um by winning these awards tell us about the last year's winner okay so last year's winner um gentleman from richmond virginia his name is noah scalen Um, he is a, um, by training a painter and he's, he refers to his work as paintings. Um, but I do have to tell you a little bit about his process. So Mr. Scalin uses stickers, um, individual stickers. You might get it, uh, the Dollar Tree at the Walmart and he composes his work, um, by, uh, placing and layering um, the stickers so that when you take a step or two back, you can see a composition. Um, it's actually really, really amazing. And I, I am, of course, biased. <laughs> so, um, Noah, he um, participated in 21 as well. Um, and we also offer um, several of our participating artists exhibition awards. Uh, following uh, a particular art field. And Noah was one of the exhibition award winners from 21. So he had a show um, with a lot of his work, including the one uh, that participated in 21. And he um, actually to submit for um, Art Fields 22, he had a plan to do, he said it's the largest um, work that he's done of this of this technique um, and he entered it and came and the the judges uh, went they go through every piece and they unanimously agreed um, that he would be the grand prize winner that's amazing mm-hmm. so tell us about like kind of how the competition is structured how it's set up like when do gotcha. you usually start like uh, getting stuff in like what are the judges looking for stuff like that Okay. Um, So it's a yearly cycle. Um, We say it always begins September 1st. So from September 1st 
until November 1st is our selection period. Um, once the selection period opens, artists have until 11.59 p.m., um, just before midnight on November 1st, um, to submit their work. Um, everything is submitted online, so if you go to our website, it's uh, artfieldsc.org, uh, like you mentioned, and during that time, you'll see a button that says submit your artwork for Artfields. Um, there's a $25 entry fee, and the system will ask you for all of your information as an artist, um, as well as an image and all of the dimensions, um, uh, media, et cetera, for your artwork. And that is how you submit. Um, once submissions close um, after the first, um, our team goes through. Uh, we do an initial vetting to make sure that everyone followed the um the contest rules in terms of dimensions and so on and so forth and then um i have two teams that i recruit every year so the first being a selection panel um and that consists of five art professionals they will look at every submitted entry that comes in um during those two months uh previous they assign a score and then once the selection panel has completed the review, we um, basically do an average. Um, and depending on uh, the spaces that we know we'll have available, um, the size will um, take, say, everything that was scored an average of 6.5 and above. And that's how we um, determine the artwork that um, we issue an invite to. Um, and those select artists um, will be notified and they are um, basically given an invitation to, to bring their artwork, send their artwork to Lake City for Art Fields in the following spring. And so it, is it the actual week long uh, uh, exhibition is always in the spring, always like <clears throat> what, March, early April? It's always um, it takes place over the last full week of April. It's traditionally nine days. Okay. So from a Friday to a Saturday night. Um, this year, um, we are doing 11 days <laughs> for 11 years. Yes, because so, nine days is not enough. For, right. For <laughs> well, <you. laughs> that, that is one thing that we have gotten is like, you know, we ask after every art field is nine days a perfect amount of time? Is it too much time? You need more time? And we have uh, kind of circled back to nine days. Seems like it really, really works. Um, but we thought for year 11, starting a new trend, and I had to um, absolutely uh, assure my venues that we were not going to add a day every year. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this year, it's 11 days uh, for 11 years of art fields. So from April 19th through April 29th. And so how long have you been here at Art Fields? Um, I have been here three years. And so you came on, this had to be right before the pandemic hit. Yes, absolutely. So I, did I started you, that October in 2019. Oh, so you didn't even get a chance to get, <laughs> to have an actual event before like you signed on, like the, the whole experience. It was um, really a difficult, difficult thing for us to decide. Um, we went through um, so, yeah, I landed 
right in the middle of submissions. Um, and we had our our selection process had already um, taken place. Um, we had sent out invites and then 2020 and we all know what happened in 2020 yep. and we made the very tough but ultimately responsible decision that to protect the safety of the community, of the artists, of the venues, that it would not be possible to do a face-to-face -face event that year. So every year we do a virtual gallery of um, the participating artwork and artists for art fields. So we put all of our focus into the online and virtual version of the artwork that was selected uh, for Art Fields 2020. Did you still award the prize, like based off the virtual thing? We did not. No, we didn't do prizes um, that year. And one thing we did do is for 2021, every artist that was selected for 2020, they were given the opportunity to submit without submitting the entry fee for nice. 21. Yeah. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. that. That's good. Good compromise. <laughs> good compromise. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And so some, some of this work, as you say, is come from all 12 states. So you can imagine what the states are, Virginia, Alabama, Georgia, you know, Florida, all these other places like here in the Southeast. As you see, like so much work come in from all mm -hmm. these different artists and all these people uh, working. Do you feel like there's a certain aesthetic that happens with, uh, people working in the southeast because we see that a lot and you know southwest artists you know it's a lot mm -hmm. of desert scenes and certain colors and like you know the uh, landscapes are like super important you know just stuff like that um i wouldn't say uh, a definite aesthetic i think that um artists don't practice in a vacuum so i think the things that are going on kind of universally we end up seeing that in the artwork so in 2021 there was definitely a lot of work that spoke to, that responded, that discussed the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was only natural, but it wasn't the only thing um, in the artwork that was uh, submitted or selected. Um, I think that Southeastern artists really run the gamut of content and themes. And that's one of the things that we try to emphasize when we put out the call for submissions is that if you are an artist who practices in one of these 12 states, it does not matter what your content is, what your theme is. If you are a visual artist, we, we encourage you. We want to see your work so that we can see a wide range of techniques and content and themes and media. So... Um, I don't think, um, and we do get that question almost every year. It's like, well, what are you guys looking for? You know, what 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 is the theme that you would like to see from artists? And we say, we want you to put what you think is your strongest work. Um, because one of the things that does distinguish art fields, each artist may only submit one work mm. to be their representative. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's <laughs> think about this. Let's see, like a lot of pressure on one piece of art. <laughs> like, yo, is this one going to win me this 50K or not? Like, you know, that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but I like I like that because it, it sort of flattens the field, right? Gives everybody a yes. chance to, to uh, participate and do something. And as you look through on the website and look through some of the 
past winners. I mean, you've had anything mm-hmm. from um, oil paintings to sculptural pieces to yes, uh, kind of the sticker installation like you were describing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of the winners, it runs a gamut from the sculpture from Jonathan, <laughs> <laughs> from Jonathan <laughs> in Mafador, like which mm-hmm. is really incredible. So it's like a, a very wide range of stuff that that you see in this. And so as yes. we're making work, I don't know, is is as an artist myself, as you think about uh mm-hmm. if I was to sit back and imagine like what one piece <laughs> right. do I have right. that I would bet fifty thousand dollars on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, so it's always it's nice to know that because in some competition, you know, people and it probably um changes between your selection panel, but people yes. lean towards, you know, everybody's always impressed by large scale work. Everybody's Mm -hmm. impressed with oversized paintings. You know, some people might like, you know, really detailed, really pristine quality craft uh, on sculptures. Like it could be anything. And so I think that's um, what we see in the diversity of the winners that you have. Even the merit winners are Mm -hmm. are drawings and, uh, you know, ceramic stuff and wire art. Like there's so many different things that you see. Indeed. Um, and that's a, a, a good segue, too, because I, I didn't I guess I didn't finish the the whole cycle. So um, I mentioned the selection panel um, and that changes every year, um, but also on the other end of it. So once the artwork arrives in Lake City, there is a separate five person panel of art professionals who they visit every entry um, where they're being shown. Um, so they they put on their hiking shoes and they are traveling around Lake City to every venue to view every artwork uh, that's participating in art fields. And then they actually we lock them in a room to uh, figuratively arm wrestle um, <laughs> later that week and they determine uh, those award winners. So tell me about who, who what kind of people do you include on the, the second jurors panel? Um, our um, goal for actually for both is to really get a wide range of experiences and disciplines. So we have curators, we have educators, we have practitioners, um, just any um, for every year I kind of look at, okay, do I have um, panelists that have um, experience in a wide range of whether it be the discipline, whether it be the approach, um, so that um, we do get a varied uh, selection, not only that gets invited, but then when we get to the jury panel, the same, that they are looking at things um, and they can make those determinations of those up to 400 works that they're looking at, that this is, in effect, the best in show. And mm-hmm. these are ones that we absolutely think they need to be awarded for merit just for the work that they produced. Mm-hmm. Um, the only exception to that. Um, so we do have two people's choice awards um, that we award. They're considered part of the, the top four. There's one for two dimensional work and one for three dimensional work. Oh yeah, so, and, and give the give the number on what the prize is. <laughs> gotcha. The two, <laughs> absolutely. The two um, People's Choice Awards are twelve thousand five hundred dollars each. 
twelve thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's just like yes, raining money in Lake City. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you. Um, and the way that those two particular awards uh, work is that every um, visitor to Art Fields can vote for their favorite work um, through uh, their phone, through the online system. Um, each entry has a um, specific uh, entry number um, and visitors can enter that number and their vote goes towards the tally. Uh, for the favorite work. And then that Saturday um, before the finale, we take a tally of the two-dimensional works and the three-dimensional works. And the pieces that get the most votes are those two winners. Um, I have to always, um, because artists ask, well, can I share on my uh, social media that I'm in art fields and have everyone Look at my work. And we say, yes, absolutely. Social media is your friend. You should definitely <laughs> tell people you're right. participating in art fields and put your entry number out there um, and make sure that folks know that there is actually a people's choice voting system. The caveat is, though, is that in order for a person to vote, they have to physically come to Lake City to register their mm, device yeah. and then they can vote because yeah. otherwise it's, it's a popularity American contest. <laughs> yeah, and we, we don't want any smoke with American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was just, <laughs> that was, uh, but, but, you know, again, more fantastic winners uh, from the mm -hmm. People's Choice Award. Yes. Uh, it's, it's just really incredible to see, like, this kind of competition, like, take place. What, what do the artists say about entering these competitions? Um... We have heard that, uh, and it, I guess it lends towards the idea is like, are you sure this isn't a scam that, you know, <laughs> the entry fee is $25? And we said, you know, in response that we want to make it as accessible as we can. We don't want an entry fee to be a barrier um, to you entering your artwork. Um, we have artists that at this point, 10 years in, whether their artwork um, is selected for art fields or not, they plan every year to come, and it's like a homecoming. Mm. Um, so they they have built this community. They have met artists who have participated, and they really just want to experience art fields for themselves every year. Um, I will say, um, with without too much bias, <laughs> that there really is nothing comparable to coming and experiencing the event for yourself. Um, the artists are not required um, to physically come to Lake City. So if they're artists um, who don't have the time to physically come, they can actually have their artwork delivered and our team handles all of the installation. Mm. So while there is no um, requirement or mandate that they come to Lake City to experience art fields, we highly suggest <laughs> that you come and, and experience it for yourself. Yeah, it seems like a good time, man. And what, mm -hmm. what's the vibe there? Like how many people like usually attend? It's thousands of people every year. Um, it, it's really difficult to, you know, set up a, a monitor right there at the town limit <laughs> 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 and, and count one by one. Um, but we can tell from uh, the economic impact from uh, foot traffic 
um, that there are thousands of people who come to Lake City every year. I am Reginald Laurent, a multidisciplinary abstract artist, and you are listening to Studio Noise. And just it sounds like it would be a huge economic impact um, for, especially for a small town, as they suddenly be flooded over a week with thousands of people. Uh, art lovers especially you know like to spend a little bit of money and they appreciate mm -hmm. kind of these unique experiences that you get from these small towns and so yeah, i would we, think that it was is really in a way a real a public art installation on its own right absolutely yes the the way we like to describe it so the way other um communities and businesses plan for christmas that's the way our um our venues and our businesses plan for art fields. And do you mm -hmm. see yourself related in any way to like kind of the big art fairs, like art Basel and the uh, print fairs and stuff like that? I mean, I think everybody wants to be art Basel. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Um, but on, on the, on the other end of that though, I don't know that if we were to have an art Basel type vibe, if it would have that same feeling of community and experience right. that art fields has, right. um, you know, art Basel feels like going to the Met Gala to a certain extent, right? You know, not that they, you know, that they, they put that out that this is what it is. You have to have a certain air when you come, but art fields is definitely we we welcome everyone. Come as you are. Um, enjoy our town, enjoy this artwork, and that is the vibe. I'm knocking on wood. I know you can't see me that we like to maintain and we hope continues forever. Yeah, I hope so too, man. When Art Fields started counting the number of, of uh, private planes in the in the airport, <laughs> I think, think y'all have officially jumped the shark in terms of... <laughs> but, it, but it's interesting, but we do get um, continuously, there are people internationally who do put it on their calendar every year um, that they, they come to Lake city for art fields. So we, we're, we're, I guess we're in that sweet spot of uh, accessibility, but still a high quality mm -hmm. art event. Yeah. And hopefully knocking on my head again. Um, that's what we'll maintain throughout the future. Absolutely. I mean, the prize alone will, will bring up, bring out the best in you <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what i mean like you, mm -hmm. like you're really trying to get it so i would i would guess that the submissions that you're getting are like really something because the winners and everything that you see in pictures is really something indeed indeed um i do have to quickly add also though um we also don't have um uh any expectation or requirements in terms of um where an artist is in their career so it is not um strictly for established artists who right. have been yeah. practicing for years yeah. if you are a self-taught artist if you are a beginning artist um really the only requirement is that geographic um do you live in one of these 12 states and you do have to be 18 years old or older but um we we accept any and all of those entries from uh, wherever the artist is in their career 
in their practice. Talk to me a little bit about Art Fields Jr. Art Fields Jr. is a companion competition. Uh, takes place during the uh, same time as Art Fields, but it is open to um, South Carolina residents, to students, um, for uh, people who are 18 years and younger. So we get submissions from all around the state. Um, there's no entry fee for Art Fields Jr. Um, and they get um, uh, awards based on their grade level. and. Uh, my colleague Carla Angus is probably somewhere mentally throwing something at me. But I believe <laughs> it's uh, between elementary school, uh, middle school, and high school. Those are the age ranges in which they're um, categorized and judged. And the, each of those get a different uh, cash prize. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the high schoolers, man, get first place 500, second place two, 300, mm -hmm. third place exactly. 200. Like, you know, y'all yes. are making it rain down there, man. I love it. <laughs> now, this, is, this, no, this is honestly, I, I love it, especially in the South, man. I grew up, like I said, Littleton, North Carolina, man. It was it's not an art place. Right. Mm -hmm. You grow up there. You tell people you want to be an artist and they tell you, well, how you going to buy land? being an artist mm -hmm. you know it's, right. it's all about getting you some land you know what i'm saying cutting people grass and you know cooking out every once in a while on the weekends it's not it's not the type of place where people aspire art mm -hmm. like this so to have a program that is really like infusing uh economic value to art which i think is Absolutely. super important i always tell parents when they tell me what should they do to really support their kids and i tell them you got to pay them for their artwork Show yes. them that it's a that is the an economically viable way for them to think about themselves and to use their talent mm -hmm. to to create uh, wealth for themselves um, mm -hmm. that you can make a living at it. If you work hard at it, you have to be good Absolutely. at it. I'm not saying it's, it's easy, um, mm -hmm. but it's necessary. You need this type of thing to happen for people to see it, especially in small towns. I think it has it will have a huge impact if I was in South Carolina. And I was, you know, in high school. This is definitely something I'd be trying to mm -hmm. trying to get to and go for all the time. Absolutely. Um, one thing that we have just started just recently uh, for the first time, Artfields Junior is touring um, some of their winners. So um, they are touring around the state. Um, they've been in Florence. Uh, they've been in Greenville. And we are actually um, taking some of the Artfields Junior winners and giving them that showcase um, in these different communities um, around South Carolina as well. I love it, man. I love to see that kind of stuff, yo. That's that's the, that's the kind of stuff. Like, if you want to know how to change a community, uh, mm -hmm. that, that's what changes a community, man. When you mm -hmm. when you uh, have such a great presentation of uh, what art can give people, because uh, right. it can be like the denied when it's not like uh, you know there in front of them <laughs> you know what i'm saying when people are mm -hmm. uh, economically and a lot of these small towns are not we're not talking about new york or atlanta where people are mm -hmm. you know have lots of money and mad opportunities like you know you either working at you know carol's on a pig farm or you know mm -hmm. you working at walmart like it's not <laughs> it's not like a huge right. opportunities like i think i think about again little to north carolina there were no buildings over two stories in, oh, yeah. the, in the entire town you know what i mean oh, yeah. so it's like it's, it's that kind of setup and when you go there art is not the first thing you think of so survival mm -hmm. is the first thing you think of yeah like thriving trying to find some way to take care of you and your auntie you know mm -hmm. and all this other stuff so i love it oh, man yeah. this is <laughs> it's, it's, you're, it's you're, exciting you're, stuff you're preaching to the choir my dad was from uh bailey north carolina 
right there outside of uh, Wilson. Yeah. And my mom is from Mount Olive. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's that's it right there, yo. I love it. Indeed. Yeah. Tell Indeed. me tell we, me about uh, tell me about mm-hmm. you, man. Tell me about like <laughs> tell me about what you do as the fine art manager there. Um, so the fine arts manager is a fancy way to say that uh my responsibilities include all aspects of the competition. So <laughs> Um, I talk about that yearly cycle. Um, for me, it one naturally goes into the other. Um, so I am responsible for uh, the recruitment of both panels, um, of managing the submission process, um, being able to answer questions for artists who submit. Um, and then um, once we get uh, on the other side of the selection panel, um, then I'm the artist first contact uh, to make arrangements to get their artwork to Lake City. Um, I'm the first contact for all of the participating venues um, and basically handing logistics for delivery installation um, throughout the uh, the nine days, 11 days this year um, of the event itself and then managing um, the deinstallation and retrieval after that what was your what was your background before you came here um i have been an arts administrator um for the majority of it um i before here i was um actually running a site of boys and girls club that was at a fine arts magnet elementary school <laughs> shout oh, wow. out to Luda river um and i was um i worked at the Sumter County Gallery of Art, um, not too far from Lake City. I was the uh, art education director, and I spent several years at the Columbus, Columbia Museum of Art um, working in outreach and community engagement. What brought, what brought you to the art field? Are you an artist yourself? Um, I am, um, and all of my professors are, uh, they're still alive, but they're rolling over right now. Um, I say, well, when's the last time you picked up a pencil, Kyle? Um, so I had <laughs> aspirations out of high school that I I knew I wanted to draw comic books. That's what I was going to do um, as a grown up, and uh, went to Howard in D.C. Um, ended up in graphic design um, and art history. Um, uh, pursued that all through undergrad. I actually transferred and I ended at uh, Alabama A&M. Um, and I graduated with my uh, graphic design uh, degree and uh, my minor in art history. And while I was there, um, I started interning at the Huntsville Museum of Art and quickly found out, like, this is where I want to be. Nice. <laughs> I, I want to yeah. be in a museum setting. So um came home um i worked up at uh the university of north carolina in pembroke for several years um in their digital um academy um and then came back home officially um at cma and really figured out i was like i i think arts administration is where i'm going to be as long as i'm able (laughs) that's awesome man so what's been your experience like dealing with all the artists and stuff like, is, um, there, is it always a good time, man? Like, you be honest here. <laughs> How about dealing with that, man? <laughs> I, I can always, there, there's always a challenge. Um, 
and kind of to circle back about this, okay, are you sure this isn't a scam? I do understand absolutely that I am asking in certain cases, say an artist from West Virginia to trust that if they send their baby <laughs> to me, okay, I'm, you know, I'm sending it to the art fields, but I know this person's name. I'm sending it to Kyle. That yeah. Kyle is going to take <laughs> like 100% care of my baby, going to protect it, going to get it installed so that it is viewed in the way of my intent. I'm going to protect it for the whole thing. And if it is not sold, it's going to package it back up and return it to me in better condition if it's possible um, than a return. And understanding that, I understand if artists, if particularly if they haven't been to an art fields before, um, there's a certain level of anxiety. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of taking a, a leap of faith here to send my baby to a place in South Carolina that I've never heard of before two weeks ago, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I think the relationship with the artist is probably the best part of this gig. That's awesome, man. That's good to hear, man. Cause you never mm -hmm. get to hear from like the people that are kind of behind the curtain on some of this stuff, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, Cause, uh, as much as we think about the art competitions as a way for us to, you know, spread the word about what we do, get in front mm -hmm. of other audiences, you know, possibly win like an amazing amount of money. Right. Uh, yes. it is, it is important that it, it, it do it does need to be an experience that warrants us doing it. <laughs> I, don't know if that, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if it's the best way to put it, but you know, like sometimes like the hassle is the hassle is too much of a hassle sometimes. Especially when you're dealing yeah. with people signing contracts and, you know, shipping, you Indeed. know, presentation with some of the stuff that we do. Um and you know, just to know that people are there trying to take care of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is my art historian uh nerd vibe uh <laughs> the 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 inner curator in me is like i trust me i am going to take care of your artwork <laughs> if nothing else i'm going to take care of your work so do you at art fields do y'all keep track of of other information like sales that come from like um putting artwork on display we don't keep um a a solid number we just kind of pay attention so um I, Ed, and i'm glad you mentioned it so i didn't mention that earlier so um it's up to the individual participating artist um but if they want to they can offer their um work for sale to the public um and everyone who goes in for example if they go into joe's barbershop and they see an artist's work and say you know what i have to have this in my life i need it okay asking prices on the label they will fill out a bill of sale with all of their information um including the financial information it's uh date and time stamped and then after the um the winners are announced um on that saturday evening uh the venues will go back through there by the date and the time and confirm that a person wants to purchase their work and then they will complete the transaction. So, oh, so um, that's also opportunity for our artists. Yeah. So that goes, that money goes to, now you mentioned Joe's Barbershop, that money mm -hmm. goes to George Barbershop? So uh, Joe's Barbershop and any other venue, um, if the work is hosted in their space, uh, the venue keeps 20% and the 80% goes into the pocket of the artist. Okay. 
that's not a bad split. That's better than you know gallery split. <laughs> gallery 50-50. Yeah, you said you said it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, man. I guess it's the and it's another way for um. Let, well, let's talk about the vendors. We we discussed it before I started recording a little bit, but talk mm-hmm. about um the vendors and their participation and how they are selecting like some of these artworks. Mm-hmm. So after the um selection panel um has has their scores and we determine who we're going to um, invite to, to show their work in Lake City. Um, we host a venues brunch, venue brunch. And during that brunch, we, um, we ply them with some really good local uh, catering and breakfast. And the venues can, in effect, enter a lottery. And they pick their order by which they come into the Artfields office uh, we print out every uh, participating entry um, that's uh, that's going to come. They can look through all of the books of the artwork, and based on the size of their venue, how much wall space that they have, et cetera, they can choose the artwork that they want to display during art fields. And tell us about who some of these vendors are, like the different type of businesses. Um, I mentioned Mr. Joe um, at Joe's Barbershop. Um, there are restaurants participate. There are um, there's a children's boutique. Um, there is uh, several salons. Um, the local bank participates. Um, it kind of runs the gamut of businesses in downtown Lake City. How many businesses are included? It's a it usually averages between 30 and 40. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of, of, of spaces in one town and so Indeed. is it are they all close to each other or what's the distance we talk about um the majority of them are um on our main street um because we're a small rural town you know the railroad tracks yeah. uh, run right through the middle yeah um, so both sides of main street um on either side and then for maybe two or three blocks on either side of main street um for the most part well, I can say all of the venues are within walking distance from the um, east side of town to the west. Um, there is one venue that is maybe a two block walk past Main Street. But even that, it's, it's definitely walkable. Yeah. And how terrible is parking? Again, parking you got to be honest with me. Great. Our, Parking is usually great. Really? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Because you, you can park all along um, any of these streets, um, as well as there are um, pretty sizable lots um, down on the other end of Main Street that if you just wanted to park there and kind of walk um, throughout, you can. But yeah, we have never, and have the knock on my head again, knock on wood, we haven't had complaints about parking so far. Oh, um, because it is spread out through those 11 days as well. So not not every one of those thousands of people who visit us come on, say, the the first Monday. Right. All right. Yeah. And are there other events that take place like talks or like there are openings or anything talks. Like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There are artist talks. Um, there are concerts. Um, we do a in plain air um series throughout so artists can come and set up their easels and paint around town um oh wow like live painting yes mm-hmm. that's what's up yeah yep street vendors um the gamut it, it really is a 
a arts festival. So that's dope. And when when is the um, deadline to apply for like to be a vendor and all that kind of stuff? Um, we are still taking those applications now. I don't know when the hard deadline is. It is sometime in the first uh, month or two in the new year. Oh, we got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all listen to this, yo. Get your stuff together, yo. Head, head, on, <laughs> head over to head on to Lake City. Yeah, yes. head on to Lake City, yo. They got plenty of parking out there. Apparently, this sounds like a dream. Plenty of parking. Yeah, it sounds like a dream. You get to get out. <laughs> like man, money, mad places, free parking for everybody. Like, this, this is amazing. Like, you would mm-hmm. never have nothing like this in Atlanta. It'd be $50 for parking someplace, man. <laughs> that's, that's not, that's exciting, man. And so, you you know, you and your wife do a little bit of traveling and, and go see other places, man. What what excites you about uh, seeing art in the Southeast, man? It is, um, it's one of those things you, you mentioned on uh, kind of like the, the economic side of it that, um, well, no, you, you, you gotta, you gotta go to New York. Yeah. You gotta go to Chicago. You gotta go to LA. If you, you want to be taken seriously as an artist, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to hold your nose up and yeah. do the air quotes, when yeah. you say artist, you know, and it's, it's no knock against those spaces, but they have tended to overshadow a lot of our, our homegrown talent. So, you know, these Southeastern artists, uh, based purely on geography, do they get the same, I'm going to say the bad word, exposure? Uh, do they get the same yeah. opportunities? Do they get the same really even respect, you know, that other artists may get who are equally talented based on where they practice out of? And we dare say that we have artists across the Southeast that can go toe-to-toe with artists anywhere else geographically. That's true. That's true. And a lot of those artists that you see up in New York, Amy Sherrill's from, mm-hmm. you know, Southeast mm-hmm. artists, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all those people are, uh, we're here, you know what I'm saying? And we got a particular story to tell, man. It's, it's all mm-hmm. about the history of a place and how uh, connected uh, a person is to what they see. And I think you, mm-hmm. is a, you get an extreme influence from the type of environment that you're in. And I always feel that with artists from the South. Even like mm-hmm. some of the like you quote unquote untrained artists, right? Self-taught artists right. Uh, that we get the folk artists, whatever you know, whatever people want to call them. Uh, mm-hmm. Their work is it has a feeling to it that you don't get in any kind of uh, art institute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we we do our part, we think, to to help put that spotlight on these southeastern artists. Do you collect? Um. So my wife will probably throw something at me, but yes, we collect, <laughs> we collect as well. Yes. No, no. Most artists should be collectors. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if, if you ever get a chance, I know, I I know I do. I always collect my friends, yo. Whenever I mm-hmm. can, trade pieces with them or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It just makes your life feel a little bit better, man. I don't know, just just me, man. I love art. So absolutely, right? absolutely. <laughs> I, I think we asked you, so you you're familiar with the gall breaths? Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They've been on the podcast. Oh my gosh, those yeah, that I think that's those are uh who me and my wife want to be when we grow up. And <laughs> the, but the work they are doing to promote and uh give that knowledge for nascent collectors is I mean, it's 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 incomparable. I, I 
I have so much respect for what they do. And it's, it's like you said, all of us, we should be collectors. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the story, man. This is the story of your life right here, man. And the, mm -hmm. everything in your house should be reflective of who you are, like whatever that means mm -hmm. to you. Uh, and the guarantee you'll have an artist out there doing it. It's funny you mentioned yes. the Galbers. Uh, mm -hmm. I tell Sohei and George all the time, like mm -hmm. they helped me like establish yes. my career by going to mm -hmm. Articulate. I was an artist in Articulate, but way mm -hmm. back in the uh, third year, second, third year, fourth year, like mm -hmm. I did a couple of years, but like I credit them a lot for me getting myself organized <laughs> just mm -hmm. to be able to be in the show, just able to do a presentation, like all of that stuff. You know, it changes your mind state when you really start to think about like mm -hmm. to move from a dream of just like, I want to make this stuff to how do I make a living with this stuff right. that I like to do. And so it's, right. a, it's a big change. So it's stuff like stuff like, you know, Georgia Sohei and Articulate, but it's also stuff like you and Art Fields and what y'all doing and the opportunity y'all providing. Like it's tremendous, man. It's tremendous. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, y'all gotta save a space for the studio noise to come up there, man. <laughs> then, <laughs> then do a little something and walk around and maybe do a little walkthrough or something with you. Man, please do. Please do. We we would absolutely welcome it. Yeah, we gotta put that on the calendar, man. Tell everybody <laughs> where they can where they can go to learn more about uh you and art fields okay uh so our website is artfieldssc.org that's it joe you got any questions our, yeah any questions and stuff y'all get it together man the man already said is, is a year-long thing man so starting in september like no matter of mm -hmm. fact start right now for next start year right now <laughs> plan your one piece do the most incredible piece you've ever done in your life put your whole foot in it like my like, like both foots in it like my grandma used to say <laughs> and get, get you some of this money yo get you some of this and be a part of this community man it sounds incredible man i can't wait to go studio noise to be there next year for sure man awesome. definitely trying to holler at you when we get up there too man so i appreciate you coming on the podcast man Man, thank you so much for the opportunity. You know, it, you give me a opportunity to talk about art, and I'm going to talk about art. <laughs> okay, that's enough, Kyle. You can stop talking about art. <laughs> but you had said that I could talk about no, art. Yeah. <laughs> it's free range art up here, man. We can do it all day up here, man. Appreciate you, man. Man, thank you so much. It's another episode of Studio Noise in the bag. Big shout out to Kyle Coleman. Big shout out to Art Fields. Hope I see y'all out there. We going up there next year, hitting it up, taking over. <laughs> yes. Next week, coming back with Dr. Liz Andrews, the phenomenal executive director over at Spellman Museum. All my artists out there. I want to make sure that y'all put this on your list. We're going to build. We're going to keep going. We're going to grow. We're going to get this money right now. Make a list of these competitions, baby. And let's get it. Studio Noise, the voice of black artists, your boy, Jake Barber. I'm out. I'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.